Hello everyone, welcome to Conspiracy Cabin. I'm Ben Wrights, and this is my guest, Simon Cater. Hello. So, Conspiracy Cabin has returned. Uh, the last few weeks was a bit of weird timing for episodes. Uh, there was, you know, spring break and Easter break, and then there's like two weeks in between. Uh, I could have done an episode April 1st, but then I got like sick as soon as I got back from uh, spring break. Uh, it was it was pretty inconvenient, but you know. So I was planning to do an April Fool's Day episode. It was going to be fun and stuff. I was going to cover like real conspiracies, but you know, I was sick and I was busy because I was sick. And then, uh, yeah, every idea research was like, and eh, this could be funnier. There isn't much here I can get out of this. Or it was just like, oh, this is going to take too much research. But anyways, Conspiracy Cabin, it will now be back, and, and we will be for the rest of the semester. Now, uh, I want to read off a quote from uh, American guitarist Tommy Bolin. Quote, when you come from the Midwest, you have a more open mind than if you come from the West Coast or the East Coast. Um, I mean, I, I come from the Midwest. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how, how true that quote is if you come from the West Coast or East Coast for any of our listeners. And uh, what, what about you, Simon? Are you from... I'm from the East Coast, so okay. I, I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, I've only lived here for about eight months. But... Yeah. I mean, uh, I guess to be fair, I was born uh, in the East Coast. It's a bit of a long story, but I, I was actually born in Virginia, so. Oh, no way. Yeah. yeah. I'm um, from Virginia. So oh, nice. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of, I've lived in Michigan for like half of my life now, so, or gotcha. over. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd kind of consider myself a Midwest resident at this point. Mm. so yeah but we're today uh well we won't we won't debate uh how open of a mind you have whether where you come from the united states but we will we will talk about uh having an open mind about conspiracies from the midwest mm. so disclaimer this uh podcast is satire for entertainment purposes only we are not actually conspiracy theorists you know or is it satire maybe this is 100 percent serious maybe the government wants you to think this is satire uh but uh, I, I read this podcast is also not affiliated with Taylor University, nor does it reflect their views. Now, uh, back to the conspiracies. Uh, so today we'll be talking about conspiracies from the Midwest. Uh, we've been covering conspiracies from specific regions of the United States. Uh, and now we're here. Uh, this is, I guess this is a bit of a special episode because this episode is recorded in the Midwest. So, yeah. 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 Um, now, where some people you know, might see an infinite area of corn, roads, and billboards, you know, I found some conspiracies. Um, in fact, one of them is actually, uh, actually about a very, uh, recent event that happened on Taylor and, you know, Taylor, it is, you know, in the Midwest. So there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, before we get to that though, I'll, uh, talk about one state in the Midwest, which is Ohio. Uh, so I'm from Michigan. So we've been kind of trying to warn everyone about this state for a while now. Uh, there's something going on there. Um, I talked with someone. It was pretty interesting. They knew someone who was in the Secret Service. And, you know, that person said that if you work in the Secret Service for a while, you do get kind of paranoid. And they said that the two things that guy in the Secret Service was the most paranoid about was Area 51, which, I mean, you know, we have covered extensively, and Ohio. So, like, something, something's there in Ohio. Uh, now I've done my research, and I've discovered a paranormal creature that lives in Ohio, the Loveland Frog. Uh, so the Loveland Frog is a cryptid discovered in Loveland, Ohio, and it could be what that Secret Service guy is talking about. So it's um, the basic details is the Loveland Frog is a frog that is four feet tall and stands on two legs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So legend has it, the uh, Loveland fr- Frog was uh, first spotted by a driver in May 1955. 
Uh, reportedly, there are three frogs under a dimly, dimly lit bridge. Uh, one of them apparently carried a wand over its head that uh, emitted sparks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll ask you. What do you What do you think that wand could have been? Because I have a theory, but I want to just uh, see what you think. Because I'm not entirely sure. Hmm. I don't know, man. It could have been. It could have been anything, man. It could have been like a stick, or like a straw, or like a piece of straw, or like a stick. Yeah. Yeah. I I have a theory. Um, okay. What's based theory? off of the dates, so. I believe that this one could have been some kind of firework. Uh, firework. Mm. So, you know, after all, this was May. Um, and it just that's just uh, two months before July. So it's possible these frogs were getting ready to celebrate the 4th of July. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah. It's the best theory I've got. Um, so, you know, if anyone else has any other ideas, uh, you know, be sure to let us know when we uh, start taking callers. Um, so on March 3, 1972, at 1 a.m., the frog, the Loveland frog, made another appearance. So Ray Shockey, uh, a Loveland police officer, was driving when an unidentified animal scurried past his headlights. Uh, he reported the animal was crouched like a frog, but then stood up to c- climb over a guardrail and back into the river. Uh, so two weeks later, another Loveland police officer named Mark Matthews was driving near the same area and found it. Now, uh, this is where I believe the story turns into a cover-up. Mm-hmm. I think Ray Shockey, uh, after he spotted the Loveland frog, I believe Mark Matthews was assigned to dispel the rumors. So, Mark Matthews reported that he found, uh, he, yeah, after he found the animal, he shot it, uh, put it in his trunk, and showed it to Shockey. Uh, so, rest in peace, Loveland frog. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um... According to Matthews, it was just a, a large iguana missing its tail. Hmm. Um, but I think he probably just got, you know, a different... He just found a large iguana, you know, got that, and he didn't actually get the Loveland frog. So maybe it was just this iguana that took the hit instead. That's fair, yeah. So I think that Matthews successfully gaslit Shockey into, you know, thinking that the animal... That was the animal he saw that night, because uh, Shockey was said he, you know, quote-unquote confirmed that was the animal he saw. So I think it was just... You know, hard to see because it was uh, it was a you know a dark and well, I don't know if it was a stormy night, but it was it was the only night. It was one a.m. Yeah. So. Yeah. Probably, um, that was how he convinced him. Hmm. Um, I think one thing that also is just you know I think suspicious is I mean, do you really think there's iguanas in Ohio? Yeah, like that that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Where do you find an iguana first? First yeah. of all. Yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> Are you really going to, like, cut off a tail to cover up a story? Yeah. Um, Like, I could believe the Loveland frog is in Ohio, because, like, that's specifically strange. Like, I can believe a frog being in uh, Ohio. And, you know, a four-foot-tall frog. Like, that that makes sense. That's, uh, you know, it's a paranormal creature. But, like, just a normal iguana, like, in Ohio, like, that doesn't... It doesn't make it add up to me. Hmm. So I think that's just one reason this story's a little... You know, gotta gotta look at it a little closer. Um... The Loveland frog was spotted again in 2016, uh, and after some, like, you know, news reporting happened on that story, Matthews, uh, he recounted his, you know, quote-unquote story, but, you know, we here at Conspiracy Cabin, you know, we know the truth of what happened. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So, out there in Ohio, Loveland frog, still there, probably. Oh, yeah. Could be, could be multiple, because there was, the first time was three. Right, there was three. Yeah. So, 
could be an entire entire species out there you know of new frogs yeah you know like they they breed and stuff yeah yeah and that was that was 1955 that was like nearly like what 70 years ago so yeah so that's a lot of time to for breeding yeah and you know? uh we know one was spotted in 1972 so you know they're probably very hidden you know they're probably good at mm-hmm. good at you know sneaking around you know they could have adapted to just living underground at this point yeah you know? or like in like mud yeah because you know frogs they're the good that they they know a lot of good places to hide yeah yeah it's in their frog blood for sure frogs yeah. have blood right I think they yeah do. no they've got yeah. blood they they got, got blood. blood yeah no, they got blood. they're cold blooded though cold blood it's in their yeah. frog cold blood right so they have to yeah that's interesting though they the because like at night it gets colder so is a is the frog really running around while it's colder outside yeah I mean maybe maybe it's a you know it depends on the circumstances that's probably why there's no so few sightings at night mm. but they probably know to point. stay hidden during the day but the night mm-hmm. maybe. You know, maybe it was really an emergency and they had to get those fireworks uh, yeah. ready. I mean, with animals like this, you can you always have to question how much it, like how much they've adapted to their environment. Yeah. You know, to just stay hidden like this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also have to like wonder the uh, the intelligence they're at because I mean, you know, if it's if they did have that glowing wand uh, with the sparks coming out of it, mm. uh, we don't know what that was. I mean, it could have been. Probably, probably not a candle. Candles usually don't have sparks coming out of them. Yeah. I feel like best guess is some kind of firework, but... Yeah, that's a good point. You know, if, if they had... Uh, if they knew how to use technology like that, it is possible they have some, like, you know, intelligence, which I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. That is a good point, yeah. Yeah. Hey, for all we know, really, they could just have their own secret society going yeah. on. And yeah. they actually might have wands. Yeah, the secret that does make sense. I yeah. think that's another good theory. Secret society of the Loveland frogs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's they have magic wands or something like that. Yeah, I it's mean, like Harry Potter except with frogs. Yes, <laughs> that I think that's the only logical explanation. Yeah, um, yeah. That well, there are wizard frogs running around Ohio. Yep. If you're ever in Loveland, Ohio, just you know, keep your eyes out for. Uh, yeah, wizard frogs, like Simon said. <laughs> you know, I mean, what do you think a wizard frog's name is? Like, what do you think um, their name? Yeah, yeah. Well, because well, they've got intelligence, so they have to have come up with yeah, names for each other. Yeah, we gotta get some good puns going. Um, <laughs> all right, there's like no solid. There's got to be at second. least one Kermit, man. There, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. A at Kermit. least I think that's like the. The Ethan of yeah. of Loveland Frogs. Yeah. You just have like 15 Kermits in your class. Yeah. It's almost like, maybe like the Caleb. <laughs> the, maybe like the Caleb. The Caleb. <laughs> the Caleb of, of Loveland Frogs. Yes, that's that's the, it's it's Kermit. Kermit. I, I can absolutely believe that. For sure. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, wizard frogs. I cannot think of any good frog puns like with Gandalf. Uh, like with Gandalf? Yeah, like the name Gandalf. Like, oh. you know, they're like frog, Gandalf, like none of the same letters. Like, I can't figure out anything there. Um, you, oh, oh what, do, what do we think about like Loveland toads? Do you think there's toads? toads? I mean, oh yeah, frogs and toads are different, but right. it's not impossible. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, they've never 
really investigated them that well. You know, it's really only like they've been seen maybe two or three times, uh, right. or or more. Well, actually, like more like three or four, because there's the you know 1955, then once or twice in 1972, because we don't know if Ma, Mark Matthews saw one or not. Mm. And then there's the 2016 time, so at least three or four times. Yeah. But, what, you know. if, what if the Loveland frog is the result of toads and frogs intermingling? It could be. Yeah. Right? That makes them them giant, you know. This, Just this, some genetic dysphoria. Yeah, it gives them, like, the superpowers to be four feet tall, stand on two legs, and... Uh, Wave around wizard wands. wands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just get immediately, like, way smarter. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like all the best genes just combined to yeah. create a super frog or a super toad. Super, super, super f- frode. Frode, yeah. Yeah, super frode. And frog. Yeah, they're also just like frode. smart enough to stay hidden. Yeah, it gives them, yeah, they got the uh, the intelligence just going on. Yeah. Oh. I dropped my phone. It's cool. Oh, okay. I was like, oh no, did some equipment just break? No, no. <laughs> all right, I we're promise. good. We're good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Folks, we're good. Yep, yeah, nothing is broken here, at least, that I'm aware of. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, level and a frog. I, mm, so maybe maybe Toad, uh, is there any good puns I can make with, like, I don't know, I don't think I can make anything with Gandalf or Toad, ever. There's, like, nothing that sounds the same there. No, that just reminds me of, like, Frog and Toad, like, the kid's storybook. Oh, those were so good, yeah. Yeah, like, the, with the cookies. The cookies, yeah, those were great. Those were awesome. Classic stories. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Frog Hey, to speak of, I mean, they, that reminds me, they wore clothes. They could be yeah, the Loveland Frogs. They t- stood on two legs. Maybe, yeah. maybe it, was a, it wasn't just uh, completely fiction, you know? Maybe it yeah. was. Whoa, what if it was inspired by... The Loveland Frogs. Yeah, and wasn't it wasn't it first published around like the fifties? I would. It's entirely possible. Yeah, yeah. I think we can. Uh, let's double check that information. <laughs> okay. Well, it wasn't published the fifties, but something just as interesting. It was published in the seventies. The seventies. That's the other date. Like those are the two dates with the Loveland Frog, the fifties and the seventies. Yeah, they could have. I mean, the author could have just heard about it and was like, "Yo, this yeah. is, this is what's up." Or maybe, maybe he did see the Loveland Frogs and maybe he was the guy. Yeah, maybe or he a, did. a hidden guy. Or maybe he, the author, is a Loveland Frog. That's Yo. that's another possibility. Like, do you maybe think they have like the the power to? Like mimic humans, I I don't know. Um, like men in black. Yeah, I don't know if it goes that advanced, but if they are wizards, then that is a possibility. Oh, I feel like that's probably point. something they don't do too often, right. just because like you know it's it's a little risky. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like it's not impossible. Like there is a small chance the author of Frog and Toad is an actual frog. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he just wrote an entire book upon, about his life. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's also possible, of course, that he just, you know, knew the Loveland Frogs and maybe that was just their way, like, hey, you know, well, you know about us and, you know, how about in exchange just for you to keep things secret, you can publish some stories or something, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think we've come to some interesting conclusions. I that think true. we figured it out, the yeah. Loveland Frog. 
Yeah. So um, I'll cover, I'll move on to another conspiracy. The uh, next story I want to talk about, this one's pretty big. Uh, this is in the state of Indiana specifically, uh, specifically Taylor University. And I have reason to believe that I know the reason the Dining Commons was closed down for so long. No way. So. You know why? I think I do. I've got a fury going. It's pretty solid. So, uh, for those unfamiliar with the story, uh, I'll recount it. Uh, you know, this just happened, uh, but like right after Easter break started, you know, April around April seventh, the DC shut down. Um, so for an entire week, the DC was closed even after Easter break was over, um, and it just re- uh, reopened like yesterday on the fourteenth. Uh, the DC moved resources to the student center. You know, uh, food came, uh, trucks, they came here and, you know, collaborated with Taylor so we could use our meal swipes. Just, you know, everyone's aware. We, we, we had food still. We didn't, like, starve or anything. We were we were able to eat food. We were good. They brought in some sweet food trucks. Yeah. Yeah. I am, like, opposed to British food, and I know Payne's was there, but, you know, I will I will allow it because, you know, it was it was a desperate time. You that's, know? A, that's a story for another time. Yeah. yeah. I have, I've talked about it before. Oh, you have? Yeah. Okay. But I guess it is a story for another time. <laughs> Um, yeah, anyway, so we were, uh, we were emailed updates about the DC and, uh, one of them mentioned it was closed down because they were, uh, they had discovered pests there. So this was when it all came together. Um, and everyone, I have a confession. The reason DC closed down is me. You, you did it? I, I had a part in it, possibly. Okay. Uh, let me, let me, uh, explain. I'll explain. Uh, now. I do normally have the satire disclaimer for the show, but like, all right, this is actually a legitimate possibility. Like, I'm okay. uh, I'm not joking, but there's a non-zero chance okay. that I, Ben Wright, played a massive role in the situation where the DC was closed down for a week. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's like 100%. Uh, I don't have anything confirming it, but right. like, it is it is a non-zero chance that okay. that it's that it affected the entire campus. Right. Um, so I actually work at the DC. Yeah. Um, I'm a dishwasher and, uh, okay. you know, I also clean tables there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been doing that recently. Oh, uh, the last shift I worked before I left for Easter break, I found something, uh, hidden in between some bricks, uh, in a certain area. This was kind of close to, uh, kind of like eight, uh, the seating near the 80, 1848 grill, you know, there's kind of yeah. like a, yeah. a wall kind of dividing those two areas. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the bricks there, uh, in between them, I found some bugs. Some, you know, might even call those pests. Mm. And I told my coworkers about it, you know, they, they used be a bug spray on that area. Um, but, you know, there is a chance. There's a chance that uh, the, the DC closed down, and this is part of it, because I found bugs. Right. Which, I mean, I, I don't know, it's kind of like a big, like, oh, I was the reason all along. But, I mean, I feel like it's a positive thing. Mm. Uh, I feel like in the long run, just, uh, like, I'm not going to, like, say I'm a hero or anything, but I, I don't want to say I'm a villain for getting DC closed down, because I feel like that is a legitimate reason, like, okay, let's let's make sure there's no bugs here. Yeah. Uh, so, it it's crazy, because it's like, this. there's a legitimate chance, there's a legitimate chance that the uh, DC closed down because of me. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, what, I think that... What kind of bugs did you find? I don't were know. Were they cockroaches? They were, I don't... No, I don't think they were, but okay. they might have been. I don't know. They no, were this, like... this is interesting, though, because if we've got you finding bugs that weren't exactly cockroaches, and the people inspecting the place said that it was cockroaches. I don't know if they ever did. Oh, did they? Okay. I think it was just pets. That was the rumor. Yeah, it could have been cockroaches. I'm not entirely sure what cockroaches look like, to be honest. Oh, so. Yeah. 
It's like uh, <laughs> they're like brown and tan. Um, Beetles kind of thing. Okay, I don't think those were cockroaches. So okay, there's a chance that it's just those just could have been entirely unrelated bugs, and they just took care of those in one right. day. But uh, here's the thing: we could have an entire colony of unidentified bugs living under the DC. Hmm. Yeah, this is troubling. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like who? Who knows how big their colony is? It could take yeah. over all of campus. Yeah, it could be an entire underground network, even under us right now. Yeah. Dude, you're freaking me out. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I'll stay on the right side a little because they did just take care of it with bug spray right after, and they said that was it. So, okay. you know, maybe maybe those were just unrelated. and uh, Maybe they're working for the bugs, though. Oh, I didn't consider this. Yeah. They just yeah. hit them with some water. They're like, yo, man, it's cool. Yeah, it's we're good, good now. You know, wink, wink. Wink, wink to the bugs who are like, we got you. And they just keep on doing yeah. the thing underground waiting yeah. for the opportune moment to strike yeah um, that that is a possibility maybe uh maybe the reason the dc was closed down maybe it wasn't because they were you know maybe they weren't just uh getting rid of the bugs but maybe they were working with them Ooh. you know scheming Ooh, the health and safety inspector is actually the overlord of the bugs yeah that seems like a reasonable explanation. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> well, yeah. The next, uh, I guess we'll just uh, move on from that. Hopefully we're we're good. Um, next conspiracy I want to cover is also Taylor-related. Um, so for my research on this episode, this uh, I have this, this will like weave right into the next conspiracy, but I discovered this uh, website called hauntedplaces.org. And when I looked at all the haunted places in Vienna, I actually noticed that hey, Taylor is uh, not a haunted place. So oh. let's go. Hey, holy ground, my guy. Yeah. So, in fact, this is interesting. There's almost like a radius on the haunted places near Taylor. Oh, really? Like the closest haunted location to Taylor is like 25 miles away. It's okay. like a called like Gray Hotel or something. Uh, you know, I have the website, you know, hauntedplaces.org if you yeah, guys want to yeah. confirm that information. Um <clears throat> so that's I think about the closest place and there's a few other places that are about the same distance uh, and then most others are you know even farther um, I may need to work on this story a little more but I think there's like two possibilities mm-hmm. one Taylor is uh, covering up hauntings near us uh, because you know that's that's a big part of you know, maybe it's the admissions team because oh, yeah. people wouldn't want to go here if hauntedplaces.org a very trusted source is uh you know saying there's haunted places nearby so that's probably like maybe they're covering up hauntings could be a possibility yeah or uh there's a team of secret ghost hunting majors that is protecting us from haunted sites Ooh. yeah my theory is you know undecided majors maybe they're actually ghost hunting majors wow yeah i had a buddy who was undecided but then he switched out maybe he just got too scared man yeah yeah I mean, out of the the fubs, he's a he's a uh, undecided or shall we say ghost hunting majors, and I feel like that's the kind of person who would would be a ghost hunting major. Um, yeah, because the fubs, who knows what's in that backpack, man. Yeah, yeah. It could he's be, got yeah. the purple unicorn backpack, and I think that he's hiding some some you ghost could. hunter stuff in there. Man. Yeah, 
you could you could hide a ghostly gun in there. Dude, this is like some Ghostbusters stuff. Yeah. Wow. Ghostbusters. I don't know if they call it the ghostly gun in that. That just sounds kind of funny. I like that. Yeah. I like that. It's Good. how you de- how you defeat ghosts. Probably yeah, the ghostly gun. Yeah. Yeah. Here I'll uh I'll I'll show you the. Uh... This is this is what I'm talking about. Uh, okay. Unfortunately, this is audio only, so you guys aren't able to see this, but. So that's the hotel. Yeah. Uh, Taylor is about right here. Are we right there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Taylor will join us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell because there's like the giant, you know, green with the Taylor. Mm, so yeah. You can see. There's like a. Oh, yeah, there definitely is. There's a radius. It's confirmed. For sure. Uh, they're all like the same distance away. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, and there's the Gray the Hotel. Gray Hotel. It's in like Red Key, I think is the name of it. Okay. But uh yeah, so Taylor University, uh are they covering up hauntings or are they, you know, uh covering hauntings? Yeah. 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 That's uh that's something we might need to put more research into. Yeah. But um I liked your your thing about the uh the admissions team they could be like heading up the or they could have given the idea for the the new major the, yeah. the ghost hunting major that's that yeah they probably have to know about that yeah right we'll have to yeah we'll have to see where this goes um, yeah no this is interesting i'll probably return to this uh, we should because i w- i'm working for admissions next year oh nice so i could get the inside peek yeah and bring this back to the show guess the information yeah yeah man yeah, I'm guessing the DC isn't involved in the uh, ghost hunting activities. Mm. And if anything, that's probably the most haunted place on campus. Um, the DC? Yeah. yeah. I mean, what would be the most haunted places on campus? Um, well, I mean, you got the, the cross-country barn. Oh, yeah. That's that's pretty freaky. It's just an abandoned barn with random stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. It's probably the... Hmm... I don't know, DC, at least DC could be a haunted building. I just think there's so many conspiracies about the DC yeah. that you just can't ignore the yeah. the possibility. I mean, one of my coworkers, he said, uh, you know, he heard about my show and he said like, oh, maybe uh, maybe everyone at the DC who works there is actually an alien. And I mean, well, I mean, he, he said that. So maybe that's confirmation Yeah. because he works at the DC. Mm. And I mm. mean, then again, I'm not an alien. Ben, are you an alien? Wait, or am I? Ooh. I don't know. I have, to, I have to return to this. We'll have to, we'll have to cover this. I do. Uh, I will have to figure this out. Yes, you know uh, another possibility for the most haunted building on campus is. Have you heard of the Hawkinson? The Hawkinson, no. Yeah, no. It's it's over by English English Hall, um, but the last time it was used, I heard was for uh, people with COVID. Oh yeah, yeah. I heard about that. It was like a sick hall or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. That was like a, a thing that was happening when I was uh, a prospective. Yeah. No, that's... But like, you think about it. It's just like, it's not used anymore. Yeah. And the last time people used it was for like disease. Yeah. Like, think about it. If it was like something like, uh, like a hundred years ago, like the Spanish flu or something like that. If oh, there yeah. was like a building that was where they kept the sick people from that, uh, you know, and that that's like from a hundred years ago, that would be like mega haunted. So yeah. like... 
don't know if it's haunted now, but like it has the potential to be haunted because I feel like the more time passes, the more haunted it becomes. Right, and the more unused it is. Yeah, yeah. I will have to. We'll have to consult the ghost hunting majors on this because yes, they'll should. they'll probably know more about this. That's um, a good point. But yeah, I think it's a pretty interesting because I mean I I don't know this could be haunted. I don't know how quickly stuff becomes haunted. You know. Right. I feel like yeah. it could be haunted by now. That's probably something a, a ghost hunting major would cover in a class. Yeah. Yeah. Like some statistics of yeah. how long it takes. Like, you know, intro to haunting. <laughs> intro to haunting, man. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Man, right, syllabus day for that has to be crazy. <laughs> or finals. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Your, your uh, final project is you have to, like, de-haunt uh, one of the dorms in that room. <laughs> GHH 100. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ghost hunting 100, man. Oh my god, that's incredible. Yeah. I I think that's that's confirmed. Would uh, you take that class? Major. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's probably probably worth, you know, just, you know, get a broad, you know, that, that could be a good gen ed, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I just, think everybody should should have some knowledge of what's going yeah. on in the world. Yeah, well, I mean, registration, I think, is starting for seniors around now. It is, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's a little while until freshmen, but, you know, registration's starting, so, you know, this, uh, be sure to look into putting this very real class, uh, GHH 100. 100, yeah. Yeah, uh, could could be worth taking in the fall. Yeah. Uh, It's very real. It's it's there. It's secret, though. You can't see it, but it's there. So real. You just got to ask Dr. Michael Lindsay. Yeah, uh, he's he's shout out D Mike. Yeah, D Mike. He probably he probably knows about it. Honestly, well, I, mean, I think he he heads up the department. Yeah, yeah. That's probably that's probably yeah. it. Um, yeah. Who knows what's living in his pond, man? Yeah, and also just the um, the Taylor Lake too. Mm-hmm. That could that could be haunted. Nah, um, man. The 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 lake behind Randall. Oh the yeah. Slake, as many people call it. Oh oh yeah, I have. Um, yeah, I've heard of that. Um, yeah, but I've never seen it, bro. I've never seen it. You know, there could have been some creepy stuff that went down there. Yeah, that could be haunted. That sounds that sounds, sounds like, like a, a, a topic for I, the next. Po- the I have heard about episode. that, and it could be haunted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do some research on that. I would love to hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta I gotta make sure I've got all the information because there's there's gotta be some conspiracies at Taylor. Um, oh yeah. That is a that is an episode that is planned. Um, okay. But yeah. So uh, speaking of haunted places, going to do this sick transition, as I said. Ooh. I'm going to transition over to Michigan. Um, okay. So in my research, I uh, found out about the most haunted small town, apparently, in America. Oh, wow. Um, although it's not really a small town. It's kind of weird. Okay. Um, have you ever heard of Mackinac Island? I have not. Oh, it's super great. I've uh, been there quite a few times. Um, it's this uh, place. It's like right in between... Uh, you know how Michigan is weird, and they're like there's like two separate things of land. Yeah, it makes the, no sense, honestly. But the I think scarf like, and the mitten. Yeah, yeah. I think like the reason why is like, oh, we had a war with Ohio, and then I think we just got got it from Wisconsin. I I don't know all the details. That's probably super inaccurate. So okay. don't. But yeah, everything has to do with Ohio. Yeah, yeah. We did have Michigan did have a war with Ohio at some point. It was it was a. It was like in the 1800s. It was brief, but it happened. Okay. Um, so yeah, and then I think we just out of that, the end, of the resolution to that, we somehow just got some land from Wisconsin or something. I I don't know. It doesn't really make sense, but whatever. It's it's a pretty great. We have like the just like, 
one of the best state shapes like like you know the you are one of the the states that has like a great shape like i don't know something like colorado like that's just a square although i mean i guess it is a square so that's kind yeah. of unique but you know we got we got the the glove and then also we just got a completely separate landmass that's it makes no sense why it's also michigan but you know it is um yeah. my ocd doesn't like it but just looking at it on a map but it, it is kind of cool yeah so anyways uh in the uh the great lakes um there's kind of uh some space there's actually a bridge i believe that connects the uh, upper peninsula to the to the main oh really lower peninsula yeah yeah i did not know this. i think it's called Mackinac bridge okay. i probably i probably should have done more research on the whole geography of this mm-hmm. um so i apologize if i'm getting anything incredibly inaccurate um but um yeah there's there's a bridge so anyways um in the Great Lakes, I probably just need to look up a map just just to get this information correct. It's a fair point. Maps are helpful. So, anyways, Mackinac Island is Mackinac. okay. It's in it's in Lake Huron, um, oh, okay. which is you know in between the uh, the two peninsulas, and uh, how that how that works is. It's there's just this uh, island that's you know near. Dude, it's got a cannon Michigan. on it. It it, it does. That's there a is, conspiracy I theory multiple, to me. There's multiple cannons. I'll get into a bit of the history of it. Okay. Um, so you know it's uh. This is where it's at. It's like uh, Lake Huron, so it's like right in between the uh, lower and upper peninsulas. Right. So there's uh, some history there. Uh, there was uh, a. I believe two battles in the War of eighteen twelve were fought there. Um, okay, it might have just been one, but um, so there's a fort there, uh, which is why the cannons were there. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there was a battle fought there, and uh, yeah, so it was Mackinac Island. That's kind of the main history there. Uh, but I think the real things that are interesting about it is one is they've got a lot of good fudge. That's just one thing you gotta get uh, fudge at Mackinac Island. Gotta get some there. fudge. Yeah. Um, and then the other great thing is they've got, uh, no cars there. So that's, uh, it's a really interesting thing about the island. It's a pretty, you know, small island, but, um, the main thing people do to get around there is bikes. And, uh, I mean, some people, some listeners of the show might know, uh, who know me is that I'm also known by Ben bikes because I bike around everywhere on campus. Uh, so I'm, I mean, I'm a big fan of that, you know, it's, it's, uh, that's your bikes. people man yeah it is that's your people yeah so it's it's a super fun you get to bike around on campus there's also horse and buggies too that's a it's a way there's like some tours you can take hmm. it's a super fun place to go um but yeah so Mackinac island you know there's no uh i believe it was like the early 1900s they banned motor vehicles there uh and they just decided yeah let's let's keep it that way and i mean you know it's an island so it'd be hard to get cars there anyways yeah that's and cool. The bikes are great. Like you can rent a bike, you know, bike all around the island. Uh, it's just a, it's it's a great vacation spot. Uh, mm. It's a great, great place to go in uh, Michigan. I like highly recommend. Nice. So do they um, do golf carts at all? Golf carts? I don't think so. Okay. I don't know if that would that count as like, a, uh, like yeah yeah um yeah I feel like it'd be like probably fine for like I don't know uh. I imagine, like, maybe if you're, like, an employee somewhere, like, that'd be fine. Okay. But, yeah. 
That's the police vehicle. <laughs> I think the, the police car. ride horses there or something like oh, that. Oh, no way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's right. Um, that's I'm, wild. That's not awesome. In, not entire. Uh, it's It's been a bit since I've been there, but okay. it's, it's a pretty great place. I've been there uh, a couple times because i'm from michigan yeah makes sense oh <laughs> uh, yeah it's it's super fun uh anyway so I've, I've probably talked for like five minutes straight on like uh Mackinac island but uh the real thing is apparently it's like super haunted let's got like the most haunted per capita really? uh i have an article the site um but uh, of small towns uh uh Mackinac Island is actually like the most haunted one uh per capita because it's got like 3000 haunted locations uh, and because like it's a small island has a small population uh you know that means it has a uh the right really high per capita of hauntings because there was like you know a battle or two fought there so pretty haunted place um interestingly uh it's actually like super like small town wise it is like the most haunted uh I guess, quote-unquote, small town by far. Um, so I, I got the statistics. This all comes from uh, an article from Porch uh, called America's Most Haunted, States and Cities with the Highest Number of Haunted Houses. Uh, I have a source for that, you know. So, so the most haunted uh, small towns, so like the second most is... Uh, Cape May in New Jersey. Uh, so first, some comparison as three hundred and eighty-two haunted locations per uh, one hundred thousand people, um, and then Mackinac Island has three thousand three hundred forty-seven per one hundred thousand people. So that's like ten times more than second place. Yeah. Like to give you some idea, third place is Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. You think that place would be super haunted? Because like that's for Gettysburg, like right. The, bloodiest battle i think on american soil was fought yeah and it's like that's the third haunted place mm-hmm. i know what the deal of cape may is i there's probably like some really obvious historical event i'm completely missing there that's the reason it's haunted so yeah. much yeah, yeah. yeah so Mackinac island it's a it's a pretty haunted place apparently um i can't say i have any personal experiences with it but there is apparently a lot of uh stories about places being haunted there hmm. i mean makes sense there's like a fort there um, I can imagine that'd be pretty haunted. Um, yeah. and you know, there was, there was a battle there. Um, so yeah, there is some, some stories, uh, some stories about Mackinac Island. Yeah. About how it's haunted. So. Oh, this oh, is, yeah. this is wild. Yeah, so one thing is, uh, one location on the uh, the Mackinac Island is the Grand Hotel. It's like this super fancy hotel. Uh, I've, I've never been in it. It's uh, it's super fancy, though. It's like huge. It looks like a mansion. It's like, it's super big. Uh, it's huge. It's it's, a, it's the Grand Hotel. Like, you know when the hotel is called the Grand Hotel? Like, that's, that's going to be a Grand Hotel, not, or the Grand Hotel, you know? Yeah, you got the in front of it. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's just a Grand Hotel. Anyway, it's not just a, it's not just a hotel. It's not just a grand hotel. It's the grand hotel. Yeah, it but it's also uh, apparently got some paranormal activity there. Uh, it's coming from an article 
you know, cite my sources uh, from Click on Detroit, uh, Michigan's most haunted Mackinac Island. Um, it's got, apparently, there was uh, construction workers, legend says construction workers uncovered human remains while digging the hotel's foundation. Hmm. Uh, legend says that seems like a good enough source. Uh, one story tells of uh, an evil entity which shows itself as a black mass with glowing red eyes. Um, I think there's a link to the picture. Uh, it's it's uh, one of the times I regret that this is a audio only podcast, although this is pretty spooky. Simon, uh, describe what's in this image that's attached. Uh, I believe it is a like a bedroom in a hotel, and um, it's got a, a window. And, and it's like your classic kind of weird window. And I, I guess this was taken like at, at night. Um, but then there's just like this shadow, you know, it's like a just like a spot of darkness. And yeah. it's got, a, as it says, two red eyes. Yeah. Looking things. Yeah. They're kind of like angry a little, but not like super angry. No, it's kind of like just there. Just there. Yeah. It's just there, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's that's the uh, that's the picture. Yeah. Um <clears throat> there's some uh some more stories. I got the uh, maintenance man working on the hotel's feeder stage reported that the black mass rushed after him knocking him off his feet. Oh wow. He awoke 2 days later and never returned. Which I'm kind of confused by the wording by that. Did the black mass never return? Did the maintenance man ever never return cuz like I would guess like... he would just never return to the hotel. Oh, okay. That makes yeah. more sense. I, I, if I was like, oh, is the maintenance man like never seen again? But then, oh, okay. No, nah, he was that just like too sense. freaked out. Yeah. Which I'm... is honestly. Look, if you get yeah, attacked that makes sense. by like, I don't know, some kind of ghost, you know, I'm, I understand just like, yeah, I'm, I'm off of this job and I'm not going to this hotel anymore. Right. Um. Okay. That makes more sense. Cause I was like, wait, that sounds, makes it sound like he told the story afterwards, which doesn't make sense, but that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh. Staff have reported seeing a man in a top hat playing the bar's piano. I, I'm going to be honest, that doesn't sound super high. That probably was just like a guy in a top hat. Uh, but I mean, that, that, could be a, that could be a story. Okay. Others see a woman in Victorian clothing who roams the halls, even getting into beds. Getting into beds? I don't know. That's kind of relatable. If I was like a ghost, if I was like back, it's just like, man, I would just go and you know, take a nap bed here yeah. all right no dude ghosting it. gets tiring well, yeah like look if you're you're gonna coming back you know through supernatural means to stay in the living world like I mean, look just take a nap you know sleep on it a little first yeah. and figure out what's going on <laughs> like I, I can relate to that that's that's a good strategy <laughs> yeah have you done that before ben uh no oh, okay uh yeah fair enough let's see Oh, yes. There's uh, Fort Mackinac, which is the you know, Revolutionary War era fort that we mentioned. Popular tourist site. I've uh, I've been there. It's pretty great. Oh, okay. Um, visitors have reported strange orbs in pictures. Hmm. And uh, in the hospital, some have felt uh, feelings of sadness, which uh, that, could, that could be just unrelated. Uh, yeah. But uh, they've seen apparitions of phantom limbs. Hmm. Um, Let's see. At the officer's stone quarters, ghostly children are said to be playing with toys. Uh, 
leaving them thrown around the floor in the morning. Which, wonder what what are ghostly children doing in the officers' quarters? That doesn't really make sense. Yeah. I mean, like if there's like a there's probably maybe a school there somewhere. Maybe I'm not not sure. Yeah. You, you think that's where the ghostly children would be? You're like you know in a house or something. Not sure what they're doing in like the fort. I don't yeah. Know. I mean, you know, if ghosts kind of go through walls and stuff, so. Um, that makes yeah. Sense. That. Ah. <laughs> uh, that one that one's a little wacky but we'll go with it yeah so um there is uh one reason that it could be haunted um according to paranormal expert todd clements um he explained that the the reason mackinac island could be so haunted is because of the landscape of it because uh it has a lot of hauntings and uh, he is, he is uh, an expert on this. He wrote uh, the book Haunts of Mackinac in 2006. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he is, he is a big expert on this subject. Um, he says the reason why is could be Mackinac Island is partially made of limestone and quartz. Okay. Which apparently uh, act, can store energy and act similar to batteries. And then it's also surrounded by a large body of water being an island which can serve as a conductor. Mm. Uh, so it basically... That makes the island like an energy magnet, which uh, I'm not really sure how that works, but it sounds it sounds like you know hmm. sciencey enough to be true. Yeah, it's you know gets it's gets the the ghost batteries. Ghost batteries, man. Yeah. That dude, this is just straight out of Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah. We got all the haunted stuff going on. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Well, I wanna. We actually are getting a little, our time is almost like, uh, like we got time left, but I've still got more to cover. So I think that's all we'll cover for Mackinac Hotel. Okay. Or Mackinac Island. Yeah. And, and the Grand Hotel, but that's on Mackinac Island. Fair enough. Um, so I want to talk about a, a story, a story that's uh, a little tragic. Um, it's about Andy the Goose. So this goose, uh, he was hatched in... 1987 he lived in uh harvard nebraska which is the uh town where kool-aid was invented by the way oh um and that's like the only thing it's known for besides this goose shout out the kool-aid fans yeah hashtag kool-aid guy shout out yeah to harvard nebraska um so when andy was two years old uh gene fleming who was uh i believe he was a a doctor but he was like an inventor uh he found out about the goose and the uh the goose i think we mentioned he was he was born without feet he was hatched without feet hmm. um so fleming he uh he worked on inventing a way for the goose to move andy and he tried to make a skateboard or something like it. it it didn't work but like props to him that's a great thing to try out what he did is he got uh he made some specifically created uh shoes like baby sized shoes and uh, he specifically made them so they could uh, attach to the goose. Right. So Andy was able to walk because he had these like special shoes that he could uh, he could walk around in. It was great. He was part of a uh, media. He did some media attention. Uh, he got uh, Nike offered him a lifetime of supply of shoes because uh, like you know he wore them out uh, every once in a while. Right. Uh, he was on uh, the Tonight Show with jo- Johnny Carson for an episode. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, uh, there's like some uh, 
newspaper and reporting on him. I think he was in People magazine, if I remember right. Um, That's funny because he's not People. Oh, yeah. 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 He's a goose. He's a goose. He's a goose. Yeah. So, um, you know, he with his shoes, like, he was able to do all the things a normal goose can do. You could walk, you could swim, you could fly. And it was great, you know. He was uh, apparently a liberal model for disabled children, too. Which, that's an awesome thing. Uh, so, Andy the Goose. Um, this story gets into some tragedy. He he was assassinated. No um, way. Actually, actually kind of like a dark story. Uh, I will leave the details out. Uh, but, yeah, they found him dead at a local park. And it was clear he'd been, he'd been killed. So, rest in peace, Andy the Goose. Uh, Andy the Goose. So, they, they tried uh, to apprehend uh, the possible killer. Um, I believe it was weird that the police found the killer, but they didn't want to reveal the identity to the public, which I guess kind of makes sense because it's like, yeah, there probably would have like been a manhunt after that person. It was like, yeah, this person did it. Like, you know. Um, the the residents of Harvard, Nebraska, probably would not have been happy with that person. Mm-hmm. I I believe the way they phrased it suggested that it's like it wasn't someone who was entirely in control of their actions. So mm. it was just someone like they've got the situation under control. Uh, but yeah, so I think this could be uh, a cover up actually because uh, there's something viewers of the show might be aware of uh, is that birds aren't real, and mm. uh, Andy the Goose uh, was a bird. Um, so I'll explain this a little more. But you see, um, the birds were real at one point is a big part of this conspiracy. Mm. Uh, and the big thing is between uh, 1959 to 2001, the CIA killed 12 billion birds and replaced them all with, you know, drones, like government drone spy birds. Right. Um, that's, that's the main thing, the conspiracy. So here's my thing is Andy, he was born without uh working feet mm-hmm. and i feel like that is like a big oversight because uh, i feel like why would you make a bird uh, a bird drone that's less efficient right so i think he was a real bird uh plus this was in time frame where there still were real birds left in america okay um so i think that he was killed by the cia and because he became a high a celebrity bird, one might even say, right. it was uh, they weren't able to kill him the the normal ways that they they you know they genetically removed all the birds from right. existence. So I believe he had to be assassinated in this way because he was such a celebrity bird, mm. and this is what happened uh, because they they were working on replacing all birds with government drones, and because he was such a special bird, I don't think they could replace him. So that's why. Right. So. Yeah, uh, rest in peace, Andy the Goose. You're an inspiration, even though I just found about you like a week ago. But you yep. got to look up pictures of this bird. Like he's he's a goose with like cool shoes. Like it's a goose with shoes, man. Yeah, like I I can say like this goose is ripped out straight up. Yeah, like he's got the coolest shoes ever. But yeah, <laughs> so rest rest in peace, Andy the Goose. Um, I hope you got. Sweet shoes up in heaven. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, I guess I've got uh, one last. Yeah. Oh, and I guess uh, just to mention, you know, this could have been NASA behind this too. They kind of worked with the CIA. Birds aren't real. Mm. And I mean, NASA is, you know, a ruthless organization. 
Right. After all, uh, from this news article from space.com, they say that rising sea levels could swamp the U.S. coastline by 2050, NASA predicts. And you know what they're saying there? They're saying, hey, you know, uh, this was this was published around when I started doing my show. Mm. And they're saying, you know, if you keep doing your show, uh, Conspiracy Cabin, revealing our secrets, well, then, you know, uh, you know, 30 years from now, say goodbye to, uh, you know, Florida or something. So mm. I think that's what they're saying there. You get so. a strong connection to Florida. Uh, well, not really, but, okay. you know. I mean, that's like the, the state that has like a lot of ocean next to it. Right. Um, I think that's what they mean by the U.S. coastline, but they can make it seem like an accident. Yeah. Yeah. It's there, you know. It's it's a pretty subtle threat, but you know, I've I've figured out what they mean by that. Right. Um, right. But you know, they are they are a ruthless organization. They have uh, and their and their conspiracies they're involved in, such as covering up the moon landing. Uh. Moon isn't real, by the way. Uh, that's in the first episode. Right. Um, but yeah. So, I could be why. Rest in peace, uh, Andy the Goose. Andy the Goose. Yeah. Well, there's one conspiracy I uh, I'd love to cover up. I wanna cover this quick because we actually don't have much time left in the show. We really covered a lot this episode. Uh, yeah. you know, Loughlin Frog in Ohio, Taylor covering up haunted and also the dc conspiracy yeah mackinac island andy the goose but the last thing i want to cover is um a state called missouri okay uh so you may uh be aware of this uh state uh, as most people do because yeah. it's a state in the united states yeah and i do believe it is part of the midwest um i think that's that's uh would you agree yeah 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 so official policy mid uh, missouri is a part of the midwest for any listeners from Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there is something going on with Missouri. Because, uh, you know, have you ever uh, seen Snake? Uh, you're from Sammy, too, but I know I you am. plan on moving on Broho. So. Yes, yeah. Uh, you, you know Snake. The Snake? Yeah, the Snake. The Snake. The Snake. I know him. Yeah. So, you may know he's from Missouri, but have you okay. ever met anyone else from Missouri? No. Same here. I've, I've, that's the only person I've ever seen from Missouri. That's a good point. So I, ha- I have a theory. I think Missouri could be um, where they build all the birds. Because um, one big thing about birds and reels, they made these bird factories, uh, built all the birds. Yeah. And I know they had one at Area 51. Um but, you know, a lot of things is, you know, where did they get all those bird factories? And maybe that's why, because maybe Missouri is um, actually a secret place where they build all the birds. And that's just why Snake is the only person we know from there. Because, right. I mean, don't like snakes eat birds or something like that. So that's why he's the only real person from Missouri we know. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that explains it. Um, I think it does. Missouri is where they build all the birds, the bird drones. Okay. Good yeah. to know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Great. that's uh, that's all the stuff for this episode. Yeah, we got uh, all the stuff we got, and so I think we had like two different animals who could have died because there's maybe the Loveland frog. I don't think the Loveland frog was killed. Uh, but okay. some random iguana and Andy the goose. A lot of, a lot of animal cruelty on this episode. That's a fair point. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, oh, thanks for having me on, Ben. Yeah, it was great. You're a guy. I loved having you on, Simon. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, yeah. yeah, this was a really fun episode. Um, hope everyone enjoyed. Sorry for the, the wait, but Conspiracy Cabin 
is back. Um, we'll return next week, and yeah, I, uh, I guess that's it. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something else to say because like the outro is going on. Yeah. Staying new to your pets. Huh? Oh, stay close to your pets. No. Or what? It's okay. Okay, I didn't hear that. Don't be cruel to animals. Don't be cruel to animals, yeah. That's what we went over everyone off. Yes. Don't be cruel to animals. Something's going on with DC. Taylor's coming up hauntings or has team up ghost hunting majors. Yep. And Missouri is uh, a secret host of bird factories. Okay, I think the intro's almost over. Okay. Thanks, okay. everyone. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Yeah. Uh, and I hope you all enjoyed the episode. Yay. Yay.